I really like we saw each other like when you got over here, so it's is it just kind of a cheesy way to we're, intro? We're intro definitely the... doing it for the audience, that's for sure. <laughs> We'd like to dedicate this episode of Slash U episode what? 65? 66? 66. Episode 66, uh, dedicated to a fabulous drummer that we lost today. Oh, yeah. Taylor Hawkins record. of yeah. the Foo Fighters at the age of 50 has passed on. I took this. This one stung. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's not cool. And stuff like that, some people say always comes in threes. You know, I've so always, yeah, I've it always, always makes you it. wonder like what's next because that's a bad one, and I hate to think that way. Like I hope that's it. I so, remember a very unfortunate passing. Let's hope there's no more. I remember when he was drumming for Alanis Morissette. I remember remember going, man, he seems out of place with her. Really? I like he's gonna go somewhere. Like this guy is just too good, and he was yeah. just a thrasher on the yeah on the drums. Um, Did you go see their movie? Not yet. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped because that'll be obviously his last. You know. Yeah. screen appearance they were they anyway. were touring down in south america where they playing like Lollapaloozas that that are down there and yeah um uh you know i don't want to speculate it's none of my business all yeah. i want to uh i know it's not you know maybe it falls upon deaf ears but you know of course thinking of all of his fans mm-hmm. um his friends and of course um his family i believe he had three daughters and a wife wow well anyway I don't have any Foo Fighters music queued up or anything well, yeah, right now. I don't know if we could get away with copyright, but rest in power, yeah. Taylor Hawkins. Uh, yeah. This episode is dedicated to you, so hopefully we could be a little funny, funnier. I think because he was a very funny guy, very humorous. Let's try to be as funny as we always try to be. Okay, ready? Here we go. Here we go. Welcome to Slash You. <laughs> hey, Slash no, you. What, what, do people don't know what Slash You is. Some of you out there might have, you know, like, what the fuck do they do over there at uh, yeah. Slash You? This is your first time listening. You were like, 66 is my lucky number. I think I'm just going to listen to that episode <laughs> and see and see what it is. Or you saw the movie and you were like, I'm going to check that one out. <laughs> yeah, Nightmare, yeah. 1981. Nightmare. Yay. Yeah, God, I guess we just jumped right into it. Nightmare. It's okay. 1981, one yeah. hour, 37 minutes. Uh, we are Slash You, yeah. uh, talking about movies usually made between 1977 and 1988. Uh, we have now discovered that we enjoy uh, doing a little extra credit, and that means jumping out of our normal uh, genre slots. Genre? Time, time, time slot. Time slot. Yeah, time we've slot. done a couple of uh, extra credit episodes that are more modern movies. And We're this... not going pre-1977. We already sort of, I think, addressed that in an Instagram post. We're not going to hit slashers from the 30s. Oh, yeah. Or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Before for there was talkies, yeah. we're going to... Uh, <laughs> it's only going to be yeah, hey, modern. Hey, hey, little kitty, how about you come on over here? Come on, jump in my van over here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this they week, though... Talk higher voices. This week, though, we stayed in... The 77 to 88, yeah. Nightmare. 19, yeah, Nightmare. Um, we will spoil this movie. Whole we are, thing. We are not uh, dedicated uh, s- uh, cinematic professionals. Nope. Um, we are... We're amateurs. Just We're in Nick's f- basement right now. Well, well it's a pretty d- decent basement. We kind of... Uh, Jody was really nice enough to kind of uh, buff it out. Go check out some photos we put on uh, Instagram. We're, I'm pretty... It definitely gets me in the mood. This place is awesome. The yes. music always gets me in the mood, too. Yeah. And your fragrance does as well. Thank um, you. Yeah, just the way your your hair smells uh, every day. That. Thanks, man. Um, and that said, I am now ready to uh, get into the business of Nightmare. Yeah. Directed, a cool tagline. Directed by Romano Scavolini, another Italian director. I'm going to make a movie about the Nightmare. Yeah. It was originally called uh, Dark Games. 
Okay. Which I thought was kind of better than Nightmare. I could see why, but I thought a cool tag, a tagline for this movie, mm-hmm. like if they like sent it out, like 30 year anniversary, before there was Freddy, there was George. <gasps> oh, sure. Because that George is the killer. Yeah. Yeah. And Freddy, of course, Nightmare on Elm Street came later. That's I mean, that's true. A, before there was Freddy, there was George. So, um, uh, I yeah. thought that would be kind of fun. But, that would be um, cool. There, this is everything we loved. There were a lot of yeah, a lot of elements in this movie that we typically dig. You know, the boobs, the boobs, blood, the blood, the the uh, partying. Definitely some partying. I mean, not as probably, much coke, but you know there was coke there was probably there. going on. Yeah, but um, uh, joints being you yeah. know. And, so uh, this was a. Uh, and, you know, this movie is like, huh. <laughs> this is like if Crystal Meth got into the business because of uh, his rich uncle cocaine. Okay. This would be the horror movie that Crystal Meth made. Okay. I dig it. Cocaine made killer workout. You're personifying the drugs. I understand. <laughs> yeah. I like it. If drugs were to make a movie, like, I get it. If cocaine made a movie, it was killer workout. Yeah, for sure. Way back in season one. That was probably, like, our first, like, really good well, Blood Diner was before it, but... Yeah, uh, Killer you know, Workout was episode five. It was. Um, Kill- but I just Blood feel like... I just feel like, you know, our first couple of movies were kind of meh, and then we hit... We really hit a couple good ones there with, with Blood Diner. Was Final Diner. Exam number two? It was. Ugh. And Splatter University was number one, and even that one was, hmm, okay. I mean... Well, that was just such a horrible name. Yeah. I mean, Splatter University, you think... God, it's gonna be fucking red. I yeah. mean, it's gonna be everything I want in a slasher movie, and it's yeah, just a weird religion. But, I mean, we've done so many now. We're up to sixty-six, so over five dozen movies. <laughs> so it's it's hard, you know. They're they're definitely not all like your children. You don't love them all equally. There's definitely no, you no, definitely have some, some I like. forget. Like I hate to yeah. say it, like because if, if you think if you had sixty-six kids, yeah. God, could you imagine having sixty-six kids? Can Can I be honest with you? When I went to cue this up to watch it i had for a probably two minutes where i uh, a, a pang of, of panic that i was like i think we might have watched this one already <laughs> <laughs> and i had to like i seriously had to um uh, uh start it up and and as i got into it i'm like okay okay i have not i have not seen this but for when i with the description and then uh the just the, I, I feel like, I'm like, was there one called Nightmare that we watched earlier or something? Well, I don't remember. It's it, getting bad. It makes total sense, Andy, because, I mean, the description is some psychotic dude escapes and goes killing people. It's like, I yeah. know we've seen a couple Have of those before. seen that before? Well, yeah. I mean, it's the same premises of a lot, but this one kind of do, do, uh, kind of dove into the mix a little bit more yeah. of a, you know, a psych ward and kind of like, you know, experimentations with drugs. Right. This hat was interesting because uh, Tom Savini, you know, of course. Uh, the special effects guy. Great. You know, he was, uh, I'm sure, I mean, very well known that he kind of got pissed that his name was being uh, attached, attached to this. to this film. Thank you. Yeah. Um, he consulted. Yeah. In the way that it would be like if you would, hey, Nick, what do you think of this jacket? They just asked his advice. Yeah, kind of. the collar and maybe, uh, yeah. you know, don't wear it, you know. Indoors. Use uh, use corn syrup instead yeah. of food coloring. Or Put something. this light over that yeah. fucking you know limb. Right, and that was it. That was it. But they then decided to say you know put his name on it like you know tom savini had a hand in this movie and he was like bro i did not please step back yeah do not did he threaten a lawsuit yes yeah so i mean that's them trying to add attention in my opinion didn't get well received over the pond over there and you know fishing chips 
they did not like <laughs> a lot of the um, sexual stuff. Yeah. Which we'll get into. We'll definitely get into. You know us. Giggity goo. <laughs> but they... <laughs> they, they, they did try to market this movie kind of like pieces, like no one under 17. Yeah. They would have, uh, like, when you would get a ticket or when you would, but they would give you, like, a vomit bag. Oh, to sure. So, like, you're going to puke. It's so gross. They you're had, like, barf. they had, like, a contest where it's, like, guess the weight of this brain. Oh. To, and, you know, maybe you can get a ticket, like, you know, kind of, and back in the 80s, I mean, that's kind of, now it would be, like, rad. You know, now we would celebrate it. Yeah. But they, back then it was like, ooh, no. Oh, yeah. Which draws more attention. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Just like the PTA or the parents, you know, warning stickers that Tipper Gore was trying to put on Abs, yeah. Judas Priest, all the. It's the Streisand effect. You ever hear that story? No. Oh, there was like some. I don't remember the exact story. There was like some photo uh, that pap paparazzi took of Barbara Streisand's house and they were going to put it in a publication and she you know very openly said don't do it i don't want my house posted or whatever but she did it like publicly like she publicly said i don't want you to do that and it just ended up drawing more attention to the photo whereas <laughs> if she just kept her mouth shut only a you know a certain amount of people would have probably seen it and it would have cares it's yeah. just a house so they call that the streisand effect by calling attention to something you don't want to call attention to it calls more attention to that thing i i, I okay yeah it's almost like some of these albums that sold yeah shitty fucking albums but they had a parental advisory sticker on them right i mean seriously two live crew what's his name luke whatever uh to you know you know good pound that pussy good pound yeah. that pound that pound that you know it's that was it. horrible it, Nick. yeah but i mean it was seriously the worst music and the only reason it sold was the parental advisory sticker. so yeah. um they're gonna have some fun with this movie again uh yeah. 1981 nightmare so spoiling um, the whole thing spoiling the whole thing having some fun so now i think it's time to get into wendy's andy's andy's cliff kill no to 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 brought to you by Bird feeders. All right. If you see a little bird getting hungry, maybe grab a bird feeder and feed that little fucker. And now, 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 Andy's, Andy's Cliff Kill Notes. Thank you, bird feeders. Springtime, the birdies, birdies want to eat. So, the Cliff Notes or the Kill Notes, the Cliff Kill Notes, just a brief summary of the movie so you can follow along. This movie's available on Tubi. I think on your second watch, you said you rented Tubi. it on Amazon. Yeah, just to get it through the ads. I didn't just want to see ads. Yeah, but Tubi's got some ads and they're not really a big deal so anyway here we go george tatum suffers from mental illness primarily he's plagued by nightmares we'll detail out all of his problems but that's the main main problem he's plagued by nightmares believing him to be rehabilitated his doctors actually let him out of the institution where he was supervised you know, but in, yeah yeah but he's not ready of course and uh good old george soon embarks on a killing spree that leads him to a small family in in a rural florida town but why them and what's the deal with cute little cj the obnoxious little kid in this family <laughs> i just want to add cj into the cliff kill notes so <laughs> very good of course uh cliff kill notes are always a great way to set up you a listener um it was kind of a brief synopsis of what we're about to dive into. Yeah. And it CJ does play an important part of this in this movie, which even though I hate him. <laughs> I, 
I can't like Damien like makes Damien from the Omen look like a little fucking angel. Uh, yeah. and, and like what was the kid's name? Christopher and Trick or Treats? Yeah, back in season one. Back in season one was another one we watched an eighties movie with uh, David Carradine. Yeah, that's and, right. And um a Christopher was a shit. Uh, just what you know, one of these kids shit. that plays pranks and you know the, the kid that cries wolf, and no one's gonna believe you after a while. Yeah. This kid, CJ, can suck my balls. Still not as work that sounds weird when you tell a kid to suck your balls. Yeah, I would uh, refrain okay, from yeah. talk this like that. This kid can eat crow. Yeah, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> but he's still not as worse as Christopher. Episode whatever. Uh, 12 or something. Yeah, yeah. Just go back. Go to slashu.com. There you go. podcast.com and all our episodes are available for you to check out. Trick or treats. Uh, similar in the sense that they had two um, horrible little kids. Little kids. So here we go. It's a cold open. Open. Yep. We get a first scene of the movie before the title. Uh, George wakes up in a bed of blood and guts. Yeah. And he's screaming, obviously. He kind of just rolls over in his sleep, and there's he's in his yeah, underpants. He, he's in his underpants. And, and blood like, and guts and a decapitated head. There you go. That blinks at him. Yeah. And that's when he wakes up, and he's in a straitjacket trapped to a wheelchair in an institution. So dreams are plagued. Nightmares. Hey, yeah, that's what I think of the go. name. I get it. Nightmares. Get it? Yep. Nightmares are plaguing George Tatum, and um, he wakes up in a straitjacket screaming, yeah. and... Uh, couple orderlies come in. Said, and... Yeah, orderlies who, they look always the same in these movies. Have you noticed that, Andy? All the orderlies, it's like, hey, we need someone to play an orderly in a psych ward. Yep. Uh, let's right call... out of central casting. Yeah, yeah. Let's call the same agent. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I got all your, yeah, 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 your feathered hair, mustachioed. We just want a mustachioed. Yeah, yeah. feathered, feathered hair. hair. Brown hair. Burly guy. Yeah, kind of burly. <laughs> Doesn't matter. If the one's chewing gum, you know, <laughs> very casual, which I think. Could be a danger. Well, yeah. I mean, think about trick or treats. That yeah. was there was a couple. Those there was same orderlies, orderlies that were this one might have been the same one. guys. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't check, but it could very well have been. And uh, <laughs> they drug him, give him, they, they shove a needle in his shoulder, and a couple pills down his throat, and then um, knock him out. They go to the title. Nightmare comes Nightmare. up on the screen. Yeah, so, you know, of course, we're meeting all our actors and people that were involved in the movie. One of the people involved in this movie went on to direct Silent Madness. Really? Yep. Not a fake fact news. Which, uh, another one that we saw. Yeah, uh, one I, we liked. We uh, liked yeah, that was this. season three. That was with the killer who was mute. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, back to any, back to the movie <laughs> at hand. It's a cold open. We see all the credits. Everything's rad. Yeah. Uh, we're connecting scenes now because after the credits, the opening credits, uh, we're in a house. Um, we're a babysitter. Kathy um, hears the screams of children coming from a bedroom. Mm -hmm. Kathy, Kathy, we need you. We saw something in the window. Kathy runs upstairs. A young, blonde, uh, teenager-y. Another uh, central casting babysitter. Yeah, yeah, She's just a, a cute we blonde. A, we need a wearing see-through nightgown, exactly. blonde hair, yeah. and, a, you know, nothing too crazy. Right, right. And so she, of course, uh, runs upstairs to check on the children. And uh, it's we meet CJ and his little sister. Sisters, we have to admit, they're, they're, they're not really important to this movie. It's Tammy and Kim. Yeah, but that's yeah, and they're like, "We saw someone looking in the window." Yeah, yeah, yeah. someone in the window. Yeah, and she's like, "Hey, just relax. I'll go check it out. Just go back to fucking bed." Right. So, um, she does go check it out, Andy. I she mean, goes to investigate. Well, she goes back down to watch TV first, but then I think she feels like maybe somebody is watching or hears a yeah. noise, possibly. Least, yeah. So she, yeah. she she puts on her flops, her flip flops, and goes outside. Right. And, and um, she's being watched from above. It looks like someone's hovering over her. Yeah. It's David Blaine. He is there to attack Kathy. <laughs> Look at this. Look, watch. Watch. Watch Look this. At this. Watch this. Watch. That's a David Blaine. Look. Look. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Is that is it? it? Is, it is, your that your is that your card? Is that your card? 
I thought it was David Blaine because I mean seriously, I mean it's you see this figure, you know, hovering over her, and it's. And I'm really glad you're here because I love having you here to talk about this. So she all of a sudden looks up and yeah, screams. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I the cops arrive at the house. Yeah, they cut away. They cut away quick to George waking up in the institution. Yeah, screaming. he's screaming too. So it's like ooh. But then th they cut back and yeah. It's a great way to kind of like you know that there's going to be a connection within this movie between you know one's in New York and one it's warm sunny it's Florida. Florida. Who they didn't find anything. So what was it? I think it was CJ playing a prank, wasn't he? Or somebody. I, I think mean, we because, find out it's a prank, but yeah, because he's smirking. But I, I don't know what it was. Was he in his old man costume that we find that he has later? I don't know. Anyway, the the cops show up. They're like, "There's nobody up here." There's nobody up here. I don't yeah. see any signs of anything. So, it's just. Uh, and Susan, we meet Susan, the mother of I these kids. I thought it was kids. Sharon. I'm pretty sure it's Susan, and. Uh, <laughs> We're not professionals here at Slash You. Um, she Susan, sort of Susan. It is Susan. She's comforting uh, Kathy, and then yeah, they show CJ, the youngest uh, boy, uh, uh, sitting on the stairs, and he a little smirk comes over his face. That's yeah. where I was my first watch. Like, I was like, I don't get what yeah, did he play? I didn't a prank understand on her? what happened. I mean, I knew right away that this kid's a little schmuck just because of, yeah. of our texting. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't know what I would have thought. Like, I would have been like, is he excited to see? Did he have something to do with it? Anyway, she wasn't attacked. She's fine. She's, she's just perfectly fine. Shook up. So. Obviously, it was a little prank because George, our maniacal psych, yeah, psychotic, the, schizophrenic. The title, first, the words come up. The first night. First night, New York. New York. So this is the first night. George Tatum, who remains sweaty throughout this whole movie. Very sweaty. Yes. Sweaty and just <laughs> always having a panic attack. Sweaty. Like a can of Coke on an 80 degree day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he has got condensation on him. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I just tried to paint a picture with my words, but he, it's I like. I smelt those words. Some, That's what's making it even some worse. production assistant, you know, between takes, probably had a, a spray bottle and would just <laughs> on his face to keep the beads on his face. It wasn't even beads. I swear to God, I was like, is yeah. this guy like. Did they just dump a bucket of Gatorade on him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> and action. <laughs> <laughs> oh, George is supposed to be sweaty. Uh, he's, uh,. He's having again. He's these nightmares are continuing uh, yeah. with him uh, within the psych ward. And what we learn about him as a kid, Andy, yeah. I believe he's uh, it's, it's these nightmares that are occurring are him um, uh, catching a couple, two people having sex. One is tied up, and the other one uh, is a woman who seems to be beating the man that's uh, tied someone, up. Yeah, in George's dream, someone's tied to the bed, and I wrote kinky explanation, yeah, exclamation yeah. point. And a little slap and tickle. Uh, a little slap and tickle. A woman is straddling this man. A little and, taste um, of the pickle. Probably, uh, yeah, it's just some, um, I don't know, some kinky sex games going on. And even with the, the decapitated head that appears uh, next. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's a little kid that peeks in. I was, still, in able, and, I was yeah. still able to work through it. Were you? Yes. You're able to get done with that. You're able to get done. Good no, for you. That man. would be weird. Like if people, you know, It's weird that people can pleasure themselves to stuff like that. That is weird. I'm sorry, but there's a kink for everything. You know, it is. I like try to think of a kink. Like, okay, I want, I want to have sex on top of a unicorn while yeah. people dressed as wolves watch. Well, go, go to a furry convention. Yeah, I mean, but this, uh, the, I get it. The kink of, uh, you know, the guy getting tied up and the woman straddling him and sort of slapping him in the face. Oh, she's making him bleed. That's kind of. It can be kind of hot for some people, I guess. 
But the fact that people would find the fact that she gets decapitated and oh, blood yeah. squirts out of her stump of a neck, that turns somebody on. It's a little weird. Yeah. Um, so we're getting the sense this is all George's dream, and uh, I immediately knew, Nick, that George is the child. I did, too. I mean, that's obvious. If you've watched any slasher movies at all, this is clearly not a dream. It's a memory. I agree. I'm glad you said that because that is for, yeah, that's him as a kid. It's him as a kid. And, and it's him kill- watching his dad. And he... It, and he killed the woman. Yeah. He did it with and an you, axe. And you know that wouldn't be his mother. I mean, no. I'm not saying that moms and dads Could've can't been. have some, you know, fun, kinky sex. I think right. that's rad. Party right. on. Right. But I, you know, in the 80s, it's his dad's getting his kink. She's a much younger woman. And True. she is uh, wearing, you know, white, you know, le, you know, and she's, she is, and mm-hmm. she's, be- she's making him bleed. She's beating him around. So um, he's still up in New York in this ward. And I, I guess what they're trying to do at this ward, Andy, is the doctors here working with George are, uh, I guess he's some a part of a study that are trying to make him better through drugs. Yeah, yeah drugs and therapy. Um, they have his face on a TV screen with a computer. In, in between his face is on like four different com- uh, TV screens with a computer <laughs> in the middle. The future was real yeah, in the so 80s. Super high tech. Here's a computer, <laughs> and uh, it's got a description. He's schizophrenic with uh, mild amnesia and prone to seizures, um, homicidal. Uh, there's a man there with a cigar. He's ca- never named. He's cast as man with cigar. It, yes, um, uh, I just want to paint a picture for our audience. A, a David Cross. Sure. Maybe a shorter David Cross. Yeah. I mean, it's like if David Cross wore like a, a shitty toupee. Yeah. Because it looks like Dr. Cigar could be wearing yeah. a toupee. But and I yes. said to you before we hit record, he's got a bit of a higher voice. Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm the boss here. I'm the, I'm the guy in charge. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a couple other lab coat doctors. but and They're watching him through a two-way mirror. They're watching Paul, his doctor. Paul is the primary doctor for George Tatum. Dr. Williamson. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Williamson. They're all watching. There's through a this t- dude in military. Yeah. Did too, you though. not... <laughs> I mean, I get it. Well, I, they talk about it a little bit after this, but yeah, because the military, national funny. security. Of, uh, I have no idea why this would be prominent for national security or, or military. If you could take someone that's so fucking psychotic mm-hmm. and make them control them somehow in society, so maybe you can take all these people in psych wards and put them in our military. Like I, I don't know what 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 the. Because they bring that up. Yes, they do. They say, hey, inform inform the military national security that George is doing well with the medications that we've talked about. That's what we get here. We get a little of that exposition in this scene when George is talking to Dr. Williamson. And Dr. Williamson uh, says, hey, you know what? We're going to let you back out in society, but just come in and check in like every other day. Like a parole officer situation. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) totally. You've mutilated people and you've killed people. And obviously, you know, when you were a child... You brutally killed your father and his mistress. mistress. Right. Uh, but hey, why don't you go back out in society and uh, you know, even though you know you just you have mild schizophrenia, homicidal dream fixations and seizures, yeah, go that's hang what, up, go hang on New York City. <laughs> that's what we get. Um, George and the doctor talk for a bit about his dreams, and they end up um, letting him out. The man with the cigar hits a tape recorder and gives a brief synopsis about how George was admitted in the hospital after sexual mutilation of a Brooklyn family. Yes. And basically says that these various different drugs, he names the drugs, I don't know what they were, and and therapy have worked and he is there he's a big success. And now all all the while this is voiceover over George walking down the street 
past all these like sex yeah, he's, shops and things. He's in, yeah, New York City, where it's all you see are adults bookstores and uh, falafel and joints. The, and the man with cigar, I wrote this down word for word, said they're they're going to uh, work on programming him for future government or private sector use. Will be our next step. Yeah, and then yeah. it says on the screen, reform national security and military. I, right. So. That's their goal, some sort of secret government project where they control schizo yeah. guys with drugs. There wasn't enough gonna make him into an assassin. Yeah, maybe. That's go, a good call. Uh, go into the banana republics in Central yeah. America and <laughs> off those dictators, yeah. and we can insert our own government, puppet governments. Yeah, they're like, who is this sweaty guy over here? Why is he looking at me? And yeah. the next thing you know, you're dead. You're dead. Yeah. Uh, He's all sweaty. Um, <laughs> He's so sweaty. Yeah, but it's so crazy, all the fucking adult bookstores that he's walking by. You told me this was Times Square in the 80s. Yes, and uh, it was, I mean, because Times Square in the 80s used to be really seedy. Super seedy, huh? And I mean, it was all just, you know, jerk off booths and falafel joints. It's so crazy. So you could go jerk one off Sometimes and then go eat a falafel. Right in the same place, eh? Right, yeah, oh, yeah. that would be, yeah. new business idea, falafels and jerk off. bit of a health hazard. Yeah, health department might not like that. <laughs> we could open up an adult bookstore here in Milwaukee, Andy. We could. And you, like, one side, you go get a falafel. And the next side, we could, you know, have a little booth where you go jerk off. There you go. Dude, so, don't George, steal this. Yeah, TM, t trademarked. George um, essentially goes into a sex show where he puts in a coin with the door that slides up. He's a free up, man, yeah. And he's he a watches free man. a woman dancing around. This is, uh, he wants to go look at some boobs. And this is one of those old school porn, porn booths, Andy, which... Um, we were looking for, when we shot The Mop, my little short film, uh, if you're interested in ever watching The Mop, please DM us here at Slashy. I'll be happy to send you the link. It's a 20-minute short film. Maybe we could film. put the link on our website. Oh, yeah, <laughs> maybe we could. Um, anyway. It, it's it was a good short film. Good, great little short film about jerk-off booths. Mm -hmm. And the true story happened to me. I got sent to one of these in Seattle. One of my buddies was like, I was traveling the Northwest when I was in my 20s. True story. Okay. That's why I wrote The Mop and wanted to make this little short film. Guy who you know who we were staying with up there said, "Hey, you gotta go check out this old fucking adult bookstore." We're like, why? He's like, "It's the old, you know, little you know, flirping chirps, you know, where where the wall <laughs> where, where the where the window pops up and you can yeah, like it slides up slowly and so we did. And just as things are getting hot, the window slides yes. down and you got to put in another quarter. Yeah. So we went in there and they give you four free tokens right away. Right. Those tokens literally are only like 20, 20 seconds. Yeah. So I, we got like maybe like a little, we got a minute where it's a free, mm -hmm. uh, little, you know, you know, rub and tug kind of thing. And <laughs> so I went into this booth and so I was like, wow, am I really going to fucking try to jerk one off in a booth? Never done that before. But as the booth thing comes up, you can see people in other windows. Yeah. I see this one big dude, man. He's huge. It looks like he's got like, you know, probably looks like he's, he owns like five Italian restaurants. He probably eats at one every night. Just, just ah. Oh. Maybe he doesn't see. own them. Maybe he's like, because if an owner, he probably could get something you know better if he was so an you're, owner. So you're looking into a room that's like a circle, and the yeah. woman, the woman's in the middle, and you could see the other windows. Yes. You could see the guys. Yes. Same is true in this scene in yes. the movie. That's what's <laughs> happening to George. And I mean, I, I just was like, wow. I didn't. I never. Uh, I didn't uh, finish. Finish. Bit of but backstory I, actually, but about you and me. Uh, when I was dating my now wife Cheryl, I, uh, she invited me out to go a screening, oh, yeah. a screening of Nick's short film The Mop, and that is when I first met you. Yes, and you're uh, like, and you had to see this film. I, I went and watched. Cheryl said, you know, my friend's husband, uh, also my friend, made a 
a short film we're gonna go watch it and i was like cool because i was dating this girl i was like all right let's go yeah. and that's when i first met you and your wife yeah uh and the rest is history the rest is history yeah. look, 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 what we're doing <laughs> look right where now. we're at now because the movie was about when i left this little jerk off room in seattle yeah i walked out of the room and there was this guy like in a janitor's outfit barefoot with this with the the the, the legs pant legs rolled up uh-huh oh, mopping yeah. well he's holding a mop oh my god and he was looking at me and i looked at him like at his feet and he's looking at me like i'm the dick you know like so yeah. i'm thinking like he's cleaning out these jerk off booths yeah. barefoot yeah that's so, his kink nick for 15 years <laughs> he stayed, likes, yeah. that's his kink he likes to be barefoot in so that I environment finally made a movie about this Giggity. and so turning the mop uh that short film into what we just saw here it's the exact same thing um george tatum uh, goes into this booth and just like Andy said you can see all the other guys looking at this girl dancing she's wearing a thong yep. her boobs are, uh, are are showing and uh, so he he's excited but he doesn't have enough tokens to keep the, the window up right so he leaves uh, and then back out front there's other women in other booths trying to drum up business they're mm -hmm. like behind glass they're trying to, they're waving at guys on the street like come sit and watch me like a private show a private show and one of them gets George to come look and um she's like full-on masturbating she yeah on tubi she is on when tubi I, yeah i i watched it friends uh for my second watch on amazon prime because i didn't want the ads because i really wanted to get through it quicker yeah and no masturbation scene right she's got a vibrator and she asks you can talk too in this little you could talk to yeah them. you can talk and she's like phone, oh, I wish telephone and, and she's what's your name and he says george george i wish you're in here with me george yes george she is and i mean they show the top of the pubis area they pubis do. is a scientific way to say pu uh you know probably vagina yeah so they're showing the top of the vagina the pubis and you can see the top of her pubis hair yeah. and you can see her inserting she's this object into her pleasuring vagina. herself uh yelling at george i wish you're here come on you know come in. and george is getting real excited and he ends up having a seizure and um falls yeah, he over falls back and it's and foam comes out of his mouth yeah. having a seizure it is gnarly and it's always like he's going back to when he was a child discovering his father um having uh intercourse with a SM sex worker yeah i there had to be something deeper than that though because i mean if i saw my if i was a kid and i saw my dad like in there something like that i'd be like wow that's crazy yeah but i don't think i'd go kill him yeah i don't think I, so. i'd would probably be embarrassed and slightly ashamed <laughs> yeah so this is again like they cut away here like george falls over from a seizure yep. and they and they cut away to the next scene and you know and i was wondering like well what happened did somebody come and pick him up off the floor like what happened to george he had a fucking seizure so anyway they gave, him, now, they gave him falafel and sent it on his way it's now the second day the second day the words come up on the screen the second day and george is on a on a ferry in the harbor and that's why I was like, oh, so he recovered. He got up off the floor. <laughs> like, he's all right. The, hey, you, 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 the power of falafels, Andy. I mean, after you have a seizure uh, from watching a woman masturbate, yeah. have a falafel and you'll know what I'm talking Blood about. Blood sugar's probably a little low. You got to get it back up. Yeah, have that falafel. Whoa! George Tatum is not showing up to visit his doctor, Andy. He's ignoring right. all those uh, visits. Right. How come in, ev in, in every guy in every movie in the 80s somehow looks like Kenny Lockins? No matter what color your hair is, is that what Doctor like Williamson? Doctor Williamson looks like Kenny Loggins with blonde hair. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he yeah he Doctor Williamson gets on the intercom. You know, Susie, did George call in? And they're like, no, he didn't. They don't know where he is. Um, meanwhile, George pulls up to a phone booth, and he calls Susan's house from the phone booth. 
Is there a connection between Susan um, and George, Andy? CJ. Foreshadowing. Little CJ answers the phone. Hello? And George doesn't. (laughs) That's what he sounds like. Hello? And George doesn't. It really really does. And George doesn't say anything. And CJ's, hello? And and then just hangs up. And, yeah. And so the... uh, Susan, hot mom. I'm, yep. That sounds disagreeable. I'm sorry. She's a very attractive lady that has. She's like, a milf. Nick wants to. Oh no. She's... Oh, that sounds so like Chad and Brad. Like <laughs> it milf. totally does. No, she's a very. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else. She's she's, she's a an young attractive mother. mother of three. Attractive mother of three. She's in bed. She's like, hey kids, get to school. Um, they're kind of setting up the scenes of connection. Who's good, the players in this film? Obviously. So Sherry gets out of bed, puts on a robe. Susan. Susan. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Sharon a lot. I heard oh. Sharon. So Susan gets out of bed, puts on a robe, a little bubes, a little butt, yep. a little '80s fun, and uh, this is when we're, we're always cutting back from Susan and George. You know, she right. uh, she is getting resi- ready. She's going to visit her boyfriend who lives on a boat. He also looks like Kenny Loggins. He's got a lot of black hair yes. all around his face, beard, head. Bob. But I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna call him Sailor Boy Loggins. But they are, yeah, they're intercutting between yep. George in the car, driving, yep. and Susan just getting ready for her day. Because we know that from the from this cutback between Susan and uh, George traveling, we know he's traveling south because the, the radio, radio DJ. It's great. I love it. You picked up on that too. Yeah. Hey, yeah. welcome to Philadelphia. I'm great. Right. We're gonna be listening to some Little Scooter, and then like another scene later. Hey, welcome to the coast of Wilmington, North Carolina. North Carolina. Yep. Which would I live in? Uh, there would be no way you would travel. Like you would. Seems like he's taking a yeah, like, weird route. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you know, I want to go see the Cape Fear River. And um, then again, his car breaks down in, in Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Oh, shucks, oh, Andy. Nuts. Um, this is uh. This is a great scene. He Andy. goes to have a drink at, at a bar called at a bar Gatsby's. Called Gatsby's. Where did he get all these clothes, by the way? Uh, he had a little knapsack. Did he? He I had a know, change of clothes here <laughs> in the bar. He's got a nice uh, blue or uh, a what a dark suit with blue, like a blue collar. He looks good. He does look good, and, and that's where I was like, "Where did he get the fucking clothes? They just let him out of the institution." <laughs> well, he's, he's got like a whole wardrobe. Knapsack. He has like a whole wardrobe, though. He's just carrying a whole bunch of clothes with him as he travels south. Maybe he got it from Doctor Cigar. Yeah, they're could've. about the same size. <laughs> No, they're not. Oh, yeah, you're right. They're Dr. not. Dr. Cigar is much shorter. <laughs> he's, a, he's a little you guy. Can't, you can't borrow my clothes, yeah. George. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm George Dr. does. Cigar. Uh, get, uh, he gets like a little dressed up. Right. His car's broken down. Goes to a bar called Gatsby's, where yep. there's a country singer who kind of looks like an inbred Kenny Loggins. <laughs> sitting behind the bar singing. You right. know, he's got a drum track and his guitar, and he's like, I'm an inbred Kenny Loggins. That's exactly what he Listen sings. to my song. And they all clap yeah, at yeah, the they're, end. Well, they're, yeah, they but, love it. Yeah, they're like, oh, inbred Kenny Loggins, you're rad. You know, because they're, you know, snorting cocaine off the bar. There's, it's a classic 70s country bar in Myrtle Beach, man. I mean, it's like, I, they need to remake those. I, <laughs> I wish I could, like, leather. Would you say uh, Gatsby's is great? Gatsby's is great. Great. You like the great Hey, I see what great Gatsby's. See what I did there? Thank you. Um, but there he is. Like they got, they got fuzzy cocktails. You know, yep. young, yep. you know, professionals in the early '80s exploring the night, each other's bodies, cocaine, fucking. And, and that's woo. what we see. We see a woman, Barbara, who's leaving the bar with her date, Steve. Uh, oh, they weren't leaving together. He was trying to get her to stay because well, he had smooch, some cocaine. They smooch. Yeah. And um, you know, she he says, "I'll call you uh, to make sure you got home okay." You know, she's like, "I'll be fine." And and she drives off. 
and Steve goes back to the bar, and yeah. they fought the camera. We follow her all the way home. Yeah, I fast forward. I was like, they, oh, yeah, they, they did a, they did a lot. It. They did a lot of drama. There was a lot of drama. There was a lot of fast forwarding that goes on this. Right. When you watch it a second time, right? Um, but you know, Steve did not want Barbara to leave. He's trying to get her to stay, and if she would have, yeah, you know, maybe things would have been different. But he's like, hey, you know, that inbred Kenny Loggins is still singing. Yeah, yeah he's gonna do a second set. Yeah, he's gonna do, and I right. got some cocaine. Right. He's gonna Come sing Footloose. Footloose. But she's like, nope. She heads home. Offense. <laughs> she, she, you know, she just she heads home, and it is a long scene. She's uh, yeah. She um, she wants to take a shower probably to get all the smoke off of her, and Steve's gnarly ass colognes probably all over her too. That's so probably true. And back at the bar, Steve is calling. From a phone booth. From a phone booth. Yeah. And next to a cigarette machine. You know, right. like so many things. That would be a vape machine nowadays, I guess. But, right. Uh, he's calling in, I guess, to make sure Barbara got home okay. And Barbara goes to, you know, jumps out of the shower to answer the phone. I guess there's a bad connection. But guess who's behind her? George. George. He followed her home or yeah, something. Yeah, or maybe he was sitting in the back of the car. I have no idea maybe, because he yeah. didn't he, he didn't His have a car, car at the down. time. So that's yeah. what I'm thinking. He's hiding in the I back know, of the I car. I really wish they would have showed like him and hunched down in her back seat or something. I think Steve would have yeah, it's He I, had to have been there. Otherwise, yeah, how did he get there? He runs really <laughs> yeah. fast. He just yeah. He did so much cocaine that he, he Ubered. was like, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! He, he Ubered and said, Follow that woman in the car. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, but, but he's there. Yeah, Kills her. Yeah, well that's he takes out a knife. <laughs> and uh, he cuts her. He cuts her neck like a damn fish, Andy. It's oh right, and, right. And, and as she and as she coughs, like uh, you know, as she coughs with this gaping neck wound, mm -hmm. the blood squirts out Ugh. of her neck, and it's just a gnarly scene. And that is my oh. dick kill. Dick kill. Dick out of the week. Out of the week. Out of the week. Dick Dick shot kill the week. <laughs> Andy, there were so many other reasons why I thought this was a great dick shot kill of the week. Because um, after he just annihilates her fucking neck, he, yeah. you know, he, he gets on top of her and says, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. And then proceeds to take the blood from her and uh, licks his fingers. Licks his fingers. Like he's just so stoked to be tasting this, nah, you know, a good one. blood filled with cocaine and probably tab sodas. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I kind of stepped on it, Nick. Oh, no, no, no. But uh, yeah, we usually <laughs> tell each other. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and, I, and I remember uh, we did not tell each other's dick kill shots, but... Um, that was a good one, though. Yeah, it's there's a quick shot of a decapitated head waking up. Did you notice that? After They flash, yeah, like a two frames worth of just that yeah. same from the beginning of the movie where George's initial nightmare, yep. the head in the bed with the eyes opening. And next scene, the third day. But, I mean, but did he need to kill her for uh, um, his well, pleasure? Maybe her car, too? I think he needed her car. A little bit of both. But, yeah, a little, little bit, bit of pleasure, a little bit of car. Well, he apologized, so... He did he, apologize! Maybe he didn't like it that much. I don't know. I don't know. This guy's messed up, man. Yeah, he was yeah. in a psych ward. Yeah, he's got mental illness. Since so. he was a young boy. Yeah. Uh, the third day is what the words say. Yep. George is... I wrote, woke up in a hotel, but I crossed that off because it didn't look like he slept. He, the camera pans down to him just laying there in bed with his eyes wide open. Yeah, he got a hotel room, and this is... Yeah. Uh, we're back in New York. They cut and, to the man with the cigar. Yeah, and he's like, well, hey. Cussing out Dr. Williamson. Paul Williamson, he's like, uh, Dr. You lost him. Yeah, what did you, you do with him? And he's like, hey, boss, I'm sorry. For what it's worth, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And the and man with like, the cigar is like, sorry? <laughs> you let him, sorry? He's like that episode of Seinfeld with the high talker. Yeah, the, the guy whose voice sounds like the woman he's dating, and Elaine mistake screws him up. Oh, it's a great episode. I don't know. He's what called the high talker. Is that the one with Kramer? 
it's the one with Kramer. Yeah, yeah they're all with, <laughs> so it's just it's just that's what the man with cigar sounds like. He's like, you're sorry, you let a dangerous guy out there, and you're sorry. And <laughs> Doctor Williamson's like, he's. He's not dangerous. He's fine. It's going to be fine. Like, it's cool. I mean, the, the dude's a fucking <laughs> schizophrenic. Yeah. And we thought he Take was cured. Take a bump off the spoon. It's cool. Yeah, we thought he was cured, and now we can't find him. Are you kidding me? He's definitely dangerous. And <laughs> and obviously, the man with cigar is basically like, get off your ass and find yeah, him. Yeah, he's like, get him. If you, you get him, you don't get him. You're done here. You got to go get him. Yeah. The cigar's never lit, Nick. Did you notice that, by the way? Yeah. He doesn't have the cigar lit up at all. He's just. Maybe he's trying to quit. I know people that yeah, did that with cigarettes. It's just for show, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, George, uh, we cut back to George in his hotel room. He's washing up. Yeah, he's listening to some, new, listen, listening to some new age flute. Music. And there's uh, cuts back and forth of the uh, child from his nightmare, which we know That's is him, him uh, all bloody, also looking in the mirror, uh, just really looking evil, staring yeah. at the mirror. And George is washing, takes some pills, and it's back and forth cuts. Dear students of Slash U, he is not cured, if uh, no. you were curious about this. but um, Yeah, he just murdered a woman the night before. Barbara. Or perhaps you remember it was Nick's... Uh, Dick kid. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> if you recall. Barbara uh, is no longer with us, and back in Daytona Beach, Florida, where Susan and the kids live, uh, Susan is on the phone, uh, you know, just talking to her boyfriend, uh, Sailor Kenny Loggins, and she's like, hey, the kids are away. And I'm gonna come visit you on your boat. I'm probably show you. I'm gonna show you some boobs. Let's go. Does she work? Maybe she bartends like at a cool bar or something. That's a good question. Maybe she works second or third shift. Yeah, like she, she always seems to need a babysitter, Kathy, and she. Yeah. She has a pretty dope house. She's a single mom of three, obviously trying to date a man, and Bob seems like a pretty okay guy. I mean. Mm. We don't know no, much I'm about. No, I've that right now. Bob we don't know a, much about him yet. Yet, but he's a great guy. He seems like a pretty good guy. Yes. Um, and she, yes. so she's obviously, you know, she's obviously trying to have her own happiness. I guess we could say, you know, she she's single, three kids. She deserves, you know, a, a, lo a love interest. Happiness. She deserves Everybody happiness. Deserves happiness. So, um, but I don't know if she works. Excellent question. Yeah. <laughs> But it looks like she's going to try to head off to go visit uh, Sailor Kitty Loggins. Bob is his right. real name. But um, So, again, uh, cutting back to George, who is back on the road. Driving again. Uh, driving again. And, you know, his remember, his car was broken down, so you just know that this is Barbara's car he's yeah. driving. Yeah. And he's on his way to Daytona Beach, too. That is his destination. And um, so as Susan is getting ready and, and George is making his way down south, her kids come home. Yeah. Uh, CJ and the two girls. Yeah. And again, the sisters really don't matter. It's all about, you know, them coming home. They're looking for their mom. Hey, mom, where She's are you? She's not home. The house is locked. Yeah. And she, yeah. She, what a great she, mom. Yeah, I know. Like, did she forget that her yeah. kids are coming home from school? <laughs> uh, but the, the two girls, uh, Kimmy and Tam, Tammy, Tammy, boost CJ up to the second floor. Uh, and he, he can get into a window upstairs and let them into the house. And then you hear, I think, Tammy, the oldest one, say, yep. like, CJ, remember, Mom told you you got to take out the trash. Oh, really? Typical, typical older sister bossing her younger brother yep. around. Uh, yeah. 
so meanwhile, yeah, back uh, on Susan's back on yeah, the boat. Susan, I guess, is like going, oh wait, I have oh, kids. Oh shit, what time is it? Because she's laying topless in her underwear with um, Bob uh, making out. Yeah, yacht rock Kenny Loggins. Yeah, and uh, they're making out. He's like, yo, come on, let me get done. He's like, I'm a man with needs. Yeah, that's kind of. I have I needs. Like, come and on, she's dude. like, I gotta get home. You know, it's late. The kids are probably home. I gotta get home. And he's like, please, woman. I need yeah, they it. can make their own peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Exactly. But you also, Susan, you did you locked the door. Yeah. Your kids can't get in. Right. Give them a house key if they're, I mean, if you want to go off and fucking do coke she on Kenny Loggins' boat, but I mean. Probably thought she'd be home before them yeah. and just lost track of time because Bob is so dreamy. Bob is so hot. I want to take him in his boat and so we go to CJ's taking out the trash, this little brat, and he sees uh, our buddy George lurking across the street with his big trench coat and, you that know, sort of eyeballing CJ. They lock eyes. The actors uh, who played George, that was his dad. And George, the, the actor who played George, his dad's trench coat. Oh, really? Yes, that is true. And he, uh, yep. Okay. That line. So, the, you know, and they also said about this actor that he nailed, like, he was he could nail his scenes, like, first shot, like, first go around. Oh, never, really? Yeah, he never like he didn't need a cut and go brought again? his own wardrobe. That jacket was his dad's when he was a kid. So, anyway, yeah, he's wearing that trench coat in Florida. Yeah. Beautiful, sunny weather, and he's just staring <laughs> down. CJ. CJ. Um, and there's a bit, there's a quick shot of the little, uh, young George bloody, uh, it's sort of like a, it's almost like a feedback loop, you know, George looking at CJ and it's almost like CJ is the little kid. This is what I knew right away. I was kind of like, come on. Yeah. Something's going on. We need to really get, they did a little backstory in this movie, but they, they could have done better. But, uh, we're cut back to Sharon on the boat and she's like, yo, um, you know, better call home. Harry Kenny Loggins. I really need to get the fuck out of here because my kids and you know yeah. I gotta go. And he's got a phone on the boat. Well, I mean, you could do that if if you live on a boat, you can connect slips and connect lines. Like a landline phone. Yeah, that's that just so kind of cool. connect like electric lines when you go to a like you pull up a boat or a RV. You know, okay. you can hook up. So, so. Um, the, she is uh, getting on the phone, and one of the kids answers the phone. But before they answer the phone. CJ is coming back in the house. All bloody. All bloody, covered in, like, did fucking George attack him? That's what we're meant to think, I think. He's like, some guy out there. So There's a man out there. The phone is ringing. Yeah, yeah, Susan calling. Like, Tammy, one of the da- one of the daughters, yeah. picks up. Mommy, mommy, CJ's bleeding. So, of yeah. course, she flips the fuck Susan out. Susan freaks out. Yeah, and Bob's Bob, like, hold on. You know, I'll drive you. Ya. Let's go. Let's go. And they speed home. Uh, Susan freaking out the whole time, you know, and Bob's just like, relax, relax. We don't, you're no good to him all, you know, uh, hyped up. You're, you know, just relax, woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calm <laughs> down. Yeah, calm down, Hysterical. lady. Hysterical. Like, yeah. all these great words. I know, you're, it's, it's I know your son say. is injured, but come on. Yeah, so. it's probably nothing bad. It's probably. Right. But anyway, um, it, they draw this scene out, but the whole thing, let's, let's just go ahead and cut to it. It's a prank. It's a prank. It's ketchup. Yeah, CJ was pranking him with ketchup, and um, uh, Susan obviously very angry. Sends him upstairs. Get to your room. Don't come out till tomorrow. I've had it with you, you yep. know. And these pranks, and, and uh, she's pissed. She's yelling at like you know we could have been injured, but you don't care. Right, she's we could have crashed the car. Yeah, she's yelling back at Bob. Home. She's like, you don't understand what it's like to live here right. with these three crazy kids. I've hated this house since he left. Yes, I caught that. I've hated this house since he left. The day, day after, after CJ, CJ was, was born. born. I... Ho, 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 ho. Motherfucker. Where do the... But you still say CJ's the youngest. Like, it's it's the two yeah. sisters and then CJ. I mean, that's my impression anyway. I feel like it's CJ's the middle child. Okay, so she had one more kid after CJ? With who? Uh, Kenny Loggins. <laughs> I have oh. no fucking idea. <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> Dr. Cigar. 
Yeah, Dr. Um, so they go... Um, but this yeah. is where Bob shows his great guidance. Exactly, yeah. Hey, grab the, let's at least grab the girls, right. and we'll go get some seafood. Yes. Calm so. down. Here's some scotch. I'm a yeah. good fucking guy. I'll pour you a drink. Yeah. Let's relax. So they all go grab uh, they leave, seafood. They, they leave, leave the house. CJ. And CJ is watching them all leave. Of course, he's kind of bummed. But then the phone rings. So he, CJ goes to answer the phone. Hello? Hello? <laughs> My name's CJ. Um, it's George calling. Right. And, of course, George just hangs up. They but cut the, to him hanging up, and he's in a hotel hmm. room with, like, uh skeezy pictures all over the bed and stuff did you see that Mm-mm. oh yeah baby there's like he's in a hotel room with a whole bunch of like nudie pics all around on the bed that like does... women in lingerie and stuff scattered all over what, the room how old was he when he was a kid discovering his dad and getting that tickle pickle i Who mean what'd you say seven maybe you're, or maybe the same age you're... as cj maybe nine but you're uh, yeah. i'm no dr bankhead here but mm-hmm. you kind of already have like your personality sewn up by the time you're six you think so? Yeah, from what I've read, like, online. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, I read a meme about it. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh... Yeah, George is troubled. Yeah, George is definitely <laughs> definitely troubled, to say the least. Back in uh, New York, Dr. Sergar uh, retrieves some files on George Tatum. Yeah, and that's I, it. I, I don't, yeah, that's it. Like, I don't know what this scene was really for. It just shows him and his unlit cigar. Looking uh, at George's file. Looking at George, George's file. Um, and then this is what's weird to me, Andy. We're back in Daytona Beach, and CJ's friend Tony comes yep. up to his window and says, "At night, hey, I uh, got the com- stuff. Got the stuff, and yeah, <laughs> tosses and I, him a bag of, of cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's like wires or batteries or something for. Oh what he yeah, because he's like, did next? you get the stuff? I can't leave because I'm punished. Yeah, and Tony's like, yeah, here's the stuff. He throws up the window. I'm thinking, if we ran, it was like a bag of coke. Yeah, he's like, thanks, homie. Two nine-year-old boys <laughs> just doing a drug deal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great concept right there. Um, but, C- yeah, Tony tosses CJ something in but, a bag. Yeah, so I guess after the seafood restaurant, yeah. she called Kathy and said, hey. Uh, I'm going to go out. Yeah, so she, mom likes to go out. Kathy, the babysitter, is there, and Bob and, and uh, Susan are gone. So Kenny Loggins and Susan can go party. <laughs> she puts the two girls to bed, and right. uh, but the oldest one um, checks on CJ like, uh, hey, CJ, are you okay? And he's just like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. And he's messing around with some wires, well, which I think is part of what his friend Tony tossed to him. He's he's looks like he's wiring something up, electronic, and uh, that's really all we know. Yeah. Um, this is like, you know, so the kids are in bed. This is a drawn out scene where Kathy uh, answers the phone three times, three different times, because it rings it's and no one's there. And no one answered. No. <laughs> Or I have a question another. for you. Was it George calling again, or was it CJ calling from inside the house? I don't know because to fuck with her. I, 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 there's another scene that comes up where it's where I, when I was a kid, you couldn't call. Oh, when I was a kid, you could. You could. When I was a kid, that's you just could. Because you grew up like with like where uh, an operator would answer the phone. That's not true. How dare you? When I was when I grew a kid, up in a city. You, we grew up with landlines, <laughs> and I could pick up one phone within the house, call our own number, and it would ring in the house. That, I, okay, then. I, I did not. Oh, well, when I would pick we up lived the phone in two because, different worlds, my because, friend. I mean, no, because you remember, like, when you, hang up, Mom, hang up. Right. Like, hey, Nick, it's it's for you. Right. I'm going to go take it in the other room. Right. 
Okay, but my God, hang up, hang up, because you know you wanted to talk. We about were able to pick up the weed. phone, call our own home phone number, and then hang up, and it would ring in the house. Jody and I talked about and this. We could I both pick not, up. Yeah. I it, well, it amazes me. I am angry. That's now. why I'm asking if it was CJ calling within and the house. I do not want to talk about it anymore. Anyway, Kathy uh, yes. gets kind of pissed, thinks it's CJ playing a prank, runs upstairs, opens the door. He's quick, runs back in bed. You know, that's why I think you're right. As she walks away and closes his bedroom door, she gives the raspberry. Yeah. You know, and um, Kathy goes to take a shower. Yep. And yeah, because it's very normal for babysitters to shower where they're. I guess she just wants to be clean. Maybe the house is dirty. I don't know. She doesn't like it. Susan's always out. She doesn't clean the house. Kathy feels dirty. I don't know. (laughs) But it's a trope in these fucking movies. I haven't used the word trope in forever, but the young teenage girl taking a shower is like a must. You have to have it somewhere. Yeah, they always take a shower instead of like using the bathroom. Like, like yeah, you know, taking she a crap should be or something. taking a huge taco poop or something. <laughs> taco know. poop, taco poop. Opening for Nickelback. <laughs> Hello, Milwaukee. We are taco we poop. Are taco poop. You're gonna God. love us. We do this every week. You can just turn that little thing there and tighten the mic if you. Re- no, up uh, this this guy. Yeah, oh, if you need to tighten that. Oh, there you go. There you go. So this uh, audio files. <laughs> the same night. Uh, George, who's in Barbara's car, you remember? Right. Uh, he pulls her car up to the beach, takes her body out of the trunk to bury it, I guess, on the beach, but he screams into the night while he holds her. Hey, yeah. why is this, Andy? I'm asking for a cinephile. Like, <sighs> why is he screaming? Does he, does he feel guilty? Yeah, I this. I mean, George is a man struggling with mental illness. He has schizophrenia. But so. he's obviously killed a tickle-pickle worker and his right. father, and then he also, I guess, mutilated a family in Brooklyn? at some point and that's when he got locked up and now he's out and barbara was uh maybe she wasn't a kill out of pleasure she was a kill out of necessity because he needed the car and he feels bad no there's a certain part of him that hates doing this yeah but i i guess you're right but he he definitely took pleasure because he 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 likes the taste of the blood you know that's something that's kind of unique too but he screams he just top of his lungs screams seems He seems to not be yeah, happy not with himself. Um, we're back with Kathy now, the babysitter. Um, yeah. You know who again? Who's in the shower? Um, she hears something like some sounds coming from you know. Uh, yeah. N- nothing too weird. So she's like, whatever. So a great shot of her, like you know, above the bathroom sink mirror, the mirror and, yeah. and she's like you know grabbing I guess some toothpaste yeah. using Susan's toothbrush. I not guess. weird at all. Not weird. And when she closed the the mirror, there's a huge weird figure standing behind her with glowing red glowing eyes. Glowing red eyes, which is probably the wires that CJ was there you go. wiring up. There you go. And she turns and shoves the figure back against the wall, and it's CJ. He's got like this weird mannequin up on his shoulder. With a weird face. Make him look taller. Yeah. Make him look like a full grown man. And CJ pops out of the coat and says, Na 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 boo boo. Shake your head and do do. Well, bam! Right <laughs> I would have fucking smacked that kid. Uh, <laughs> and, um,. For me, Tubi went to a break <laughs> at that point, but uh, it goes when it comes back from break. The fourth day. But it's the next day. The fourth day. The fourth day. It's the next day, so I guess Kathy. maybe she did stay the she night. She stayed the night, and Kathy is quitting. Yeah, she's like, the kid's I'm evil. I'm I'm done uh, with this I'm shit. never babysitting you again. He scares you. He scares me. Right. He is not normal. Right. Don't call me. And of course, Susan don't, doesn't want her to leave because it's the only babysitter she can, I guess, obviously get. She can't get other babysitters. It's crazy. This and, kid you know, probably alienated all the babysitters Yeah, she's like, well, how am I going to go out with fucking Yacht Rock Kenny Loggins and do cocaine? <laughs> Come on, Susan. Please. Please. Kathy, you know? you got to help me. Yeah. And Kathy's like, no, I'm out. She's like, he, she starts grabbing her ankle and like her foot. She's like, cut foot loose. 
Cut foot loose. I like it. That's funny. You're a funny guy. <laughs> that was... Uh, she grabs Susan by the ankle and she's like, let go of my foot. Yeah. Let my foot loose. Okay. Okay. No more. Uh, so um, Kathy quits. Kathy yeah. uh, quits. And I guess Susan's just had enough of it. You know, I guess, you know, she doesn't like the house. I guess, it, uh, you know, she's got bad memories of the house. So when we cut to a realtor's office. Century 21. Century 21. Real estate. And uh, she's sick of the house. What's How much do you out? think they they paid to have that in this movie? That's ad placement, product placement, right? Well, I have no idea. Uh, you think what's they it? paid five hundred dollars to say put our put our sign up in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the Italian director paid them. You think so? No, he could have done like Century Twenty Three. He could have. But no, Century 21, like, I mean, right. yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I, I don't know, like, back in the 80s, if you would want to be associated with, like, a horror movie where yeah. this gore, I it's mean. It's just, we don't see a ton of product placement, you know? We've seen other movies where there's, like, been, uh. Tab, Coke, tab, Michelob, Pepsis, other beers yeah. and things, but this is the first time in a while I remember seeing, like, a brand that I recognize, Century I, that's 21. A, that's a great question, because I don't know if, if they would have wanted their that placement in this kind of movie, because it did not get... Yeah. This was before like any any uh, what is it like any news is good news or or, or the oh no the, PR is bad PR yeah there you go thanks yeah. so I, I don't think they would have been too stoked to place their brand in this right. so I'm gonna vote uh, probably they they didn't ask know. permission they just did it probably probably yeah. no one from Century Twenty One even saw this movie so they probably got away for free but they're at the Jeez. realtor's house and Selling he's like it. he's like look you know it's a four bedroom house two two ba uh, bathrooms uh, you got a view of the river. Um, um, uh, the creepy uh, realtor is like, yeah, it'll sell fast. Huh? I just need some photos he of you. He didn't seem that creepy. I need photos of you in the house. He does need photos of the house, and he says, I'll be by in a few days to look at it. So she's like, I got a friend that can take pictures of this house. Right. Bob. Bob. With his Polaroid. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, Ansel Adams, if uh, Kenny Loggins like to take photos. So that made no sense. Sorry. Essentially, they cut to Bob and Susan taking some pictures of the house while the, the kids are at school. With, with a Polaroid with a camera, Polaroid. yep. For the but, realtor. But Bob notices in one of the pictures, there's a man standing in the upstairs window. He's like, hey, come here. And when they look in real time, there's nobody there. But I, when you saw the photo, like, because you were watching the movie twice. Yep. I couldn't see anything, really. You could kind of see a figure. They, they could, I think they could have. They could have focused on the Polaroid a little better. A little bit more, maybe. Yeah. Like, but Because, again, watching it twice, I really thought that would have been a great. Yeah. Because I, I, I didn't believe anyone was in there. Even the second time, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. It's. It's George. He's in the house. They run in the house uh, looking around, but nobody's there. I couldn't really hear what they said. I guess they just chalked it up to a shadow or yeah, something. Yeah, he was like, don't worry, it's a shadow. But, but we cut to, like, sweaty George. Sweaty fucking George in, in, in a, a closet, closet with a knife. <laughs> you know, just, He's, like, right here, like, oh, shaking, God. like, oh, I, I thought he was must, jerking off. Must not kill them. I know. I, first, yeah, because second time, yeah, that's. Yeah. But the first time I thought he was in there listening to him uh, playing with himself. But they cut to the man with the cigar using a computer. And they found George's car abandoned, broken down in South Carolina. This is such a great scene, Andy. Sorry. They, is, this, is this Google? They type into the computer, <laughs> like, query. Uh, and, and, and attempt to... Like, it's like Alexa. Cross-reference other missing cars <laughs> in the area where George's car was found. And they discover that Barbara's car was also missing, presumed stolen. And they cross-reference George's info to somehow predicts that he'll go to Daytona Beach 
I guess. I don't 91% know. chance it'll be in Daytona Beach. Uh, yeah. Probable that. They're using. Bar- uh, probable. What's a Alexa. computer from? Yeah, like a Siri, Alexa. Yeah. Uh, Apple, Commodore, yeah. or, uh, you know, yeah. ClicoVision. This, this AI <laughs> in the computer is like because, I mean, it's even 91%. Like, uh, probable death that Barbara's dead because no body, but there's blood. I mean, it's seriously, it's like, hey, Alexa, um, how many testicles does a gopher have? You I was... know, like, it's so easy what we can do now. <laughs> but then they were actually, I mean, it was Google yeah. of the early 80s. So they were looking at, like, police reports or so these guys are supposed to be some shady government organization God, that we don't the, know about the, or some black ops thing yes yeah. and if you only watch this once when most people only do yeah not unless it's like she's the man or some other rad movie like you're <laughs> good you, burger yeah um the <laughs> like you're right andy i think this is they have all this tech military yeah. national security like hey like pretty much hey alexa how many fucking testicles does a gopher have yeah. They they can say cross reference query da 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 so they really find yeah. out long story short oh, yeah that's that happens on slash you that that what's his face George, George is probably in Florida probably in Florida so let's go find this guy um, and we cut to Susan and her family at including the beach, Bob because at when, the beach to comfort her when you know where George was in the closet. He oh. does look at uh, Susan and say, hey, you know, let's calm down. Kids. Let's take the kids to the beach. He's yeah. a good dude. Bob is a good dude. So uh, this is when they're at the beach, and, you know, uh, CJ likes to feed uh, the seagulls. Seagulls, yeah. And she doesn't like it. Susan's She's like, get like, those yeah. gross birds out of here. So he's like, I'll go feed them down the beach. So CJ runs with his little, you know, bird food. And binoculars. And binoculars and uh, heads down the beach to feed his little homies. And uh, there is George staring at him he sees george through the binoculars and comes running back mommy mommy that's the man who's following me that's the man who's... and of course nobody believes him yeah they're CJ's like, yeah, notorious at this point for making up stories and playing pranks um, but this is when bob comforts him and you he know he has a heart to heart with him real you sweet know what, moment Andy, the kid just wants the kid just wants a daddy <laughs> i think he does yeah bob uh, says you know you're getting to be a real pinocchio with these yeah. uh, lies and, and like i'm not lying and bob's like okay well that's fine but you ever you got to tell me and, and he even says like where's this guy and cj's like here's the binoculars he's down there and bob sees it bob sees bob him. sees george and binoculars that guy in the coat down there and cj's kind of like i don't know maybe and bob's like see, this is what i'm talking about you can't be doing this you're the man of the house you got to take care of your mom you know it's just you and her, your sisters and her <sighs> Uh, very such sweet. A very sweet scene. Because CJ said, "Are you going to marry my mom? Do you like my mom? Are you, you going like to marry her? Like, marry why, her? why are you asking that? Would you? Yeah. Because would you be like my daddy or something like that?" And well, Bob's like, "I would be. I would be honored, honored to be your father." Dude, and okay. CJ's like, "You did? Yeah. I, you pussy. I didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't cry. <laughs> sorry. That was harsh. <laughs> I didn't really cry, but now I kind of feel like I wish I did. Because I'm so Jesus. sorry. Oh, Nick has emotions, <laughs> and um, I just." Uh, uh, I was like, it's cute. I didn't cry. I was just like, this no, is really cute. It's just like, that's when yeah. Jody, well, I mean, this guy is a good guy. Bob's a good dude. Kenny Loggins uh, right. has nothing on Bob. Right. Um, later that night, uh, Susan is sleeping and gets a phone call. And this is exactly, I put on closed caption just so I can make sure I got oh, all. Oh, what did they what, say? What Bob, uh, what, sorry. This what, is George, George calling. George calling her. Yeah. So Susan answers the phone sleeping. Hello? I want you. <sighs> I want you so bad. <laughs> I know you. I saw your body. Yeah. Your legs. You are sleeping in my bed. My body over yours. Ew. I'm gonna call the cops. I'm gonna have someone. You're alone. I'm coming. Creepy. That dude. was it. Yep. Very creepy. 
so it was very creepy, but uh, yeah. I wanted to make sure I got all of that on close caption because I wanted to, it was very um, yeah and interesting to me. So. so words pop up on the screen. The fifth day. The fifth day. George calls his doctor. Finally, Paul. Doctor Paul Williamson gets a call Blonde from George. Kenny Loggins, yes. And um, says the pills aren't working. George is shaking and crying uh, in his box in his briefs. He's in his tidy whities in a in a hotel room, and he's telling the doctor someone's. I didn't quite catch what he said, but somebody's taking over, making him do bad things. The pills aren't working. Doctor Williamson is like, "Where are you? You know, stay there. Don't hang up." Um, George is um, flashing to the scene with his father getting slapped by the prostitute. And as the sex worker, as the sex worker slaps him, George writhes in pain like he's getting slapped and falls on the yeah. floor and has a seizure. And, and foam, foam comes, comes out of the mouth. Alka-Seltzer comes yeah. out of his mouth. <laughs> right. What do you call that shit that comes out of your mouth like when you have a seizure? It's foam, I suppose. Like spittle. Spit. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it doesn't like. I mean, that's it's a lot though. Like it, you know, he's upside down. It comes down over yeah. the back of his head. And Seizures, face. Yeah. and it's horrible that you know that you know that that Good whatever that his job. father did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm surprised this guy didn't really go on. He went to start another movie that uh, the same director did. Dog tags, I believe the name of it oh, was, yeah? but um, nothing. I mean, he. I thought really? he did a good job. Um, You're lying to me. No, I'm not. Oh, I promise. Dog, dog tags. tags. In 1987. Huh. So again, as we know, or as, as we are to think, students of Slash U, um, George is this little boy that killed the S&M sex worker and his father. Right. He is, I mean, you know, I know we said this at the beginning, but just to remember that he is going, he's flashing back on his own reality. Oh, we're going to get it. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to see it in full later. The, Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, the next day, CJ is off on his bike, uh, yeah. riding to go feed his bird friends, uh, which is rad. He passes a young jogger named Candy. Yeah. And uh, Candy's like, hey, CJ. Candy, Hi, CJ. I got a little headband on my head party. Candy. Uh, appears to be the same age as Kathy, the babysitter. So why don't they just call Candy to babysit? <laughs> she seems yeah. to like CJ. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. You know, I, Susan's looking for a babysitter. So many things you can pick out in movies. Like, the, we've watched over 60 fucking slasher fucking... Right. And that is a good point. Candy seems like, to like, like, like CJ. Kathy's running off and Susan's like, yeah, fuck you, I'll call Candy. Right. She only charges me like $5 an hour. Right, right. But, but um, at first, if you're not... Uh, if you're not uh, uh, a Hawkeye watcher, you would have thought that maybe this was Kathy because she's another young blonde girl jogging down the jogging on the street. I would have thought, oh, that's Kathy, but Kathy hates CJ. It's Candy. I had to look IMDb. Candy the jogger. Yeah, it's weird. That's a great point, Andy. They look really, very similar. <laughs> I think Candy has a little bit. Uh, her hair is a little darker. That said, yeah. I mean, she is very friendly with him, and he. She's like, hey, I'm just gonna go feed my birds. And uh, she's like, okay, well, cool, you know, take it easy. You really don't think anything much of her because as she keeps uh, cruising by, uh, I'm sorry, as um, CJ. CJ keeps cruising by his bike, we meet his friend Tony, the one that threw him the bag of cocaine yep, right. earlier in the movie. <laughs> right. So he's like, hey, you want to come feed my homies with me and my birds with me? And he's like, yeah, but I got to go. I got to tell my mom first. Tell my mom first. And he's like, well, go grab the other kids. Right. And but we'll all feed the birds. We'll all hang out and play. Yeah, it'd be yeah. great. He's like, okay. And he's like, I'll wait for you. Deal. Yeah. See you in a bit, homie. I have questions here, too. Okay, go ahead. CJ uh, obviously goes to some abandoned building to feed these birds. Yep. And Candy eventually um, catches up. She, she's jogging in the same direction. And she and sees his bike sees against his this dilapidated building. Yes. And uh, um, like a can or a cup or something fall, f com comes from the second story window and lands yep. on the ground in front of Candy. And that's where she's like, CJ, are you in there? You know, I know you're here. Your bike's in here. And Candy goes in. 
uh, looking for CJ, and George is in there, kills Candy, right? She screams. It's an off-camera kill, but we know she's dead. Okay. And then late, a little bit later, I guess Tony comes looking for CJ at the same abandoned building, but CJ is out right outside throwing bread to the birds. Did he not hear Candy scream? No, that's what I'm I thought, very too. very confused. Because I thought I wrote in my notes, too, that Tony would have heard the screams. Because right when she dies, yeah. you know, Tony goes in the same building and goes, Hey, CJ. CJ. And CJ hears Tony screaming his name. Right. So then he kind of just sits there and smirks, kind of like, I'm like, oh, is he going to play a prank on his homie? I don't get that either. CJ's just standing there with the, the dumb smile on his face while while Tony's inside going, CJ, where are you? And then CJ eventually goes like, hey, Tony, I'm outside. I got to get going or whatever. I'm leaving. And Tony's like, you should come up here and see all this cool stuff. And and CJ's like, no, I got to go. Goodbye. Yeah, I'll see you, see you later. later. And, he, um, and he gets on his bike and drives away. So Tony um, still is kind of hanging out in this, in the, I guess the third, second story of this dilapidated building. Yeah. Discovers the mutilated body of Candy. With rats climbing rats all over, over her. her. Like, and uh, it looks like, she, I, I, she looks like she's been strangled and yep. cut. And she's like strapped to the chair. Strapped to the chair. Dead. And so. And a shadow. <laughs> There's a shadow approaching. Tony's like, anybody? Hello, Hello? CJ? And there's like a shadow coming up the stairs uh, of George. And um, we don't see it, but... Tony gets it. Tony gets it as well. Which you don't... I mean, you you like kids dying. I I do. you've told me that. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, You're cool with kids getting killed. Yeah, but if it was a German Shepherd or a kitty, I'd have fucking lost it. No, we've established that. Nick Nick gets chubby with his kids kids getting killed. I didn't say I sit there and pleasure myself. He's turned on by it, aren't you? (laughs) <laughs> but here's my question. There was one we saw too, and I know it's not prom. I don't want to go like when we think about it, but where the yeah. kid dies, like getting hung on the uh, coat rack. The coat rack. Thank you. So we, I remember that one. I this don't remember is the movie, like, but, yeah. but and then there's ones where pranks go wrong. But I don't really think of that as a killer killing someone. Like that's just an accident that happens. And exactly. Then it's kind of like I know you know the, like the my prom girl, night, like, prom like my night. girl yeah. too, where Macaulay Culkin got stung to death by bees. Yeah, you were so, probably fine with that. I never saw the movie. Oh I was, well, it rocked me because I was just a kid and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, moving I on. Like, I like better movies like E.T. and stuff. Oh, okay. Star Wars. Sorry. Um, So, again, getting back to Tony. So, yeah, he is like... Uh, Tony's dead. So, George Andy's has dead. no problem killing kids. He's fine with it. Yeah. George it's, and I are, you know, we're, we're, we're the same. Nuts. I'm just kidding. I, but, but, but I just thought it was interesting because, again, you don't see this happening a lot in movies. No, you don't. And so... Um, we're at home later, back at Susan's yeah, and house. S- Susan's house, it is fucking chaos, chaos over hamburgers and this is a if you if you were thinking about having a kid watch this one scene yeah. this is this is birth control in the movie best birth control in movie oh my the god the two Tammy and Kimmy are fighting with their brother CJ about burgers it's my burger now I get that mom's burger. on the phone she's like, on the phone and she's just like quiet eat your dinner and all of a sudden all oh. three kids in unison start going cop cop yeah, God, Cop. Here, a, a squad car rolls Here's up. to single moms out there that have to do, deal with that. I, I can't imagine. You are the most superheroes of superheroes. Saints. And uh, here's to you. Here's the, I'm going to drink one to the single yes, moms. I will Holy too. Holy crap. My name is Nick. If you don't tell Jody single moms. Single moms. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Jody. She listens right. along. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, the cops are there to question CJ. They yeah, they know that Tony and CJ are homies, and so yeah. they 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 take CJ to this dilapidated house and go, "Hey, you were here. Um, do you know this little pull dude? back the sheet? Yeah. And Tony's and there. Like, and... It's a weird scene because he doesn't talk. He's like, "No, he's my best friend. I wouldn't kill him." All your friends say you were here. 
There were yeah. no other kids. Yeah, there were at no all. other kids. Remember, CJ told Tony, go get the other kids. We'll all play together. There were no oh. other children. But all the other kids apparently told the cops, CJ was here. He was playing with Tony. And CJ's like, I last saw him in this morning, and I, I didn't do anything. I don't know how he died. I didn't know anything. This is kind of like CJ's, you know, just because of his little prank pranks. You know, he was, again, nothing like Christopher from Trick or Treats, Dickhead Kid, or or Paul from Madman. Um <laughs> You mean the, Richie? Richie, yeah. yeah Richie, fuck Richie. Fuck Richie. Um, <laughs> so uh, they're like, you know, this whole scene is whatever. Let's get the kid to the station. Yeah. So we're going to the station, and now we come up to... The final day. The final day. God, that, so, sounds even, that sounds like a good slash. The final day. That's the words up on the screen. The final day. And uh, the scene starts up with the uh, squad car finding... Daytona uh, Beach Cop finds Barbara's, Barbara's car. Barbara's car. And this is reported. And the New York doctors, uh, you know, That's when they query. Know. Yeah. That's when <laughs> they know George Bar- must be... Was Barbara's cars found? <laughs> uh, also, we get a, a POV of George walking around the house. He's walking around Susan's house. Smelling uh, panties. Smelling panties. A little creepy. Um, Wait, he, that's not creepy. Smelling panties? If you know the person, obviously he knows her. I guess. But anyway, uh, CJ comes home early, and George hides in the closet. And he came Sweating home. Sweating. He was like sent a home. Goddamn, like he just went swimming. Right. And he's trying to pop his pills to get whatever his urges are <laughs> under control. <laughs> and he spills the handful, he spills his uh, pills onto the floor uh, as cj's going around the house going mom is that you are you home yeah that you know i got sent home early because everyone thinks i killed tony everyone thinks i killed tony <laughs> the jerks they sent me home <laughs> my best friend died yesterday yeah i don't give a fuck um cj's a sociopath isn't he uh but in any case he finds the pills on the floor just outside the closet george is doing everything in his power to stay you know hold back sweaty as fuck in the closet and CJ picks grabs the, the pills, picks the pills up, and goes back a, down to the starts kitchen chopping table. Them up. <laughs> no, he starts snorting them. He was about to put one in his mouth when the phone <laughs> rang. I'm just gonna put this strange pill I found on the floor in my mouth. It, as a nine year old, when you were nine, would you have no. done something? Like, no, that's well, stupid. I remember the greatest thing happened to me when I was nine years old. My my buddies and I, we all lived in these condos, and we found a fucking stack of Playboy nudity magazines like that high. Nick's and, motioning three feet high. Three feet high. Yeah. I mean, it was just like we were like. Oh my God! Like we had to come up with a plan to get all those things. But yeah, yeah. Well, if, I, if I found okay. So long story short, no, I would I would not have taken a pill if I would have found no. all the ground. Right. But uh, the phone rings and it's this is where this is it. George is making the call from inside the house and he's it's telling from inside the house. He's telling CJ get out, get out of this house. And CJ's like, is that you? Who does he say? Hey, and Paul some other friend. Like, is that you? Know. You know, shut up, you jerk. Yeah, <laughs> Tony, is that you? Oh wait, yeah. he's dead. Oh wait, Tony's dead. <laughs> Um, but I, that's the thing I asked Jody. I was like, hey, did this? Yeah. Were they calling? You can call the house from the same number. I, I, yeah, I, I really could. want to open this discussion up, and I know we've tried to do this before, and no right. one really listens. And I'm so. sure uh, our our students need to tell us. Yeah. Could, could, could you, you call when your you were own a number? kid, like, if you're over the age of, before cell phones and landline, I mean, <laughs> when you had a landline and there was four phones, could you call? I say, fuck no. Okay. Especially in Daytona Beach, Florida. Andy grew up in a town that's still like population four in 2022. How dare you? Okay, it's in a beautiful little city called Saner in the Northwoods. It's a beautiful, it's amazing, magical area. But so I what mean, if we wash our clothes in the creek out back? <laughs> Seriously, how dare you? If you wanted to call your next door neighbor, you had to talk to. Hey, Sarah, can you connect me to the fill bills? Come on, over no. There? We had a can with string <laughs> between the houses. So uh, uh, anyway. Um, 
George is uh, he's been in the house a lot, so it's yeah. and it's the final day. Things are about to get weird. But the scene ends there. Like yeah. we don't know how George avoids CJ. We don't know anything. I think because he just they, uh, slips yeah. out because we're going back to the Daytona Beach yeah. Airport now, where a plane lands and all the doctors are uniting from New York. Doctor they, Williamson's there. They yeah. gotta find George and and Doctor Williamson is like Paul. It's not. This isn't connected. He's not here. Doctor Williamson, Doctor Paul Williamson, seems like a fucking idiot. He does seem pretty incompetent. The man with the cigar and this other random dude yeah. in a suit are saying, "Though there's a connection. There's a family name that's the same. Uh, we there was been there was a death here. You know, 25 years ago. We know that George is here because of those facts. Yep." And uh, and they're like, I don't, we don't really care. His what you dream think, was real. Yes, that's when they have revealed yep. this. Yes, and his dream was, was a thing. Yeah. He Always. did it. Yep. And, and and even though Paul's like saying, "Fuck," uh, Doctor Cigar is like, "You gotta find him and fix it. You gotta get him and fix it." So yeah. you know, so it's off the figs. <laughs> so this is when we cut back to Susan on the phone. She looks like she wants. She's getting ready for something, and she's begging Kathy, begging, begging her, her, you know, please come. Candy's dead. Uh, yeah. I can't really call out to her. Can you please come back and watch it? That was a really good call. Right. Can you come back and watch the kid? She's like, and and you know, we're not flashing back to Kathy. It's just her on the phone, so she's listening, and she's like, right. "Listen, I promise." Uh, uh, CJ will be good. He Bob will shit. Bob will give you twenty dollars. Twenty dollars for two hours of work. Two hours. I'll be gone in two for that's two hours. Like, that's like a hundred and eighty dollars now. Ten dollars an hour back then. And, uh, what is ten dollars an hour in nineteen eighty? Probably compared to versus now. now one hundred eighty dollars an hour. Yeah. Mm. Still um, not worth it. <laughs> well, little CJ. Shit. Yeah. Given what given what goes down, it's really not worth it. Yeah. But, you know, she's so. like, but she does plead with Kathy, and Kathy finally gives in. Right. She relents. She says, okay, you know, I'll get the twenty bucks. That's cool. So it, it's a party that Bob and Susan are heading to, and uh, it's kind of a rad party, Andy. I mean, yeah, it's pool like party. pool party, indoor pool, people of all ages. Like I hit pause on one scene. It's like the grandma on the back. She's doing a line of cocaine, <laughs> um, and it's just it's it's rad. It's like a plethora of people, amounts of cocaine. It's just a. It's, yeah. it's Seems like such a wonderful party, right? Just some business party for Bob's work. Well, businesses did a lot of cocaine back at the, yeah, know, back at the house. Kathy's boyfriend shows up, uh, Joey. Well, she she makes her rounds to go check on the kids. They really are asleep. Yeah. CJ's really asleep. The two girls are asleep. Right. And so um, it's time to party because she sits down and her boyfriend sticks. Um, you know, like you think, oh, is it George? Because they just show the hands coming around her neck, yeah. and it's just teenage lust. I want to throw this out there. Never cut the boyfriend's name, but just Joey. Oh, okay. Well, you want to know what Joey looks like? Just picture every 80s jock character in any 80s movie, be it slasher, be it nerd nerd party, be it whatever. Yes. You're you Okay, picture that person. Yep. You know what? You're exactly right. That's exactly what Joey looks like. <laughs> so Joey wants to get it on. Hey, let's have sex. And don't forget, I brought a joint over. I so if you have sex joint. with me, we'll smoke a pinner. Then we just have like a quick POV of... It's George sneaking yeah, around the house. I, I wrote George finally decides to make his appearance at the house because yeah. it is the final day. He's sneaking around the house, and we get a great shot of some man butt. It's, oh, it's a great shot of Joey's and, butt as he's having sex with Kathy. I definitely hit pause on that scene. Did you? Yep. I did not. I did. I, I love white ass. Skipped ahead. And so, man white ass, too, to be honest um, with you. They finish, uh, and Joey's like, go get me that joint. It's in my pants. And she's like, I'm going to go take a shower. 15 seconds in, they finish. Yeah. Well, teenagers. Anyway. <laughs> teenagers? Joey, what? Uh, Joey's going to light up a joint while Kathy takes a shower. <clears throat> um, oh, I lost my place. Sorry. No, no. It's, yeah. it's, Joey uh, lights jo- a joint. Joey- 
Joey is smoking a joint, waiting for you know he's gonna light it up. And right. I mean, it's a quick shower. I'm sure she's taking. She just wants to get you know his you know Joey semen off of her. Right. And uh, <laughs> so he's sitting like on these indoor steps, and so. Uh, the killer comes in. He's wearing that same mask that that, you, CJ had. that CJ had on on that on that character he built to scare Kathy. Right. You know when she finally lost it, like that right. taller guy. Right. So now George is wearing that mask. And he has like a strip of barbed wire. Yeah, dude. And he strangles Joey He's right gone. behind. And Joey, you know, can't make a sound except for just his thrashing. It drags Joey around the corner as Kathy. I'm, I'm all done with my shower. Joey, where are you? Get Joey. Where, where are, are you? you? Quit playing around with me. I'm yeah. not playing around. So George appears. Kathy screams. Honorable. Face it, CJ. Yes. CJ, stop it, CJ. And then he keeps coming closer. He's like, I'm going to tell your mom. Honorable dick kill shot. Takes this pickaxe, yeah, you know, out, and and first gets her hand, stops yeah, her from picking up the phone, and then starts wailing on her back, leaving gaping holes yeah. in her back, and she's bleeding and screaming, and uh, her screams turn gnarly. Her screams turn to like moans, like oh, oh, as he's hacking, hacking her in the back, and CJ is on the stairs witnessing this. He is um, watching, and a, he discovers uh, this maniacal killer murdering his babysitter. Freaking out, he so, runs, and he tries to get his sisters out of bed, Tammy and Kimmy, and they don't believe him, because CJ's notorious for <laughs> playing pranks. They're like, get get out of here, CJ. Go back to bed. And he's like, no, no, there's someone here. And CJ runs into his mom's room, Susan's room, just as uh, uh, Susan is calling from the party, and George is slowly, with the mask on still, walking through the kitchen uh as the phone is ringing and when he picks it up susan's like kathy why did it take you so long to answer hello hello you know and george doesn't say anything just, just hangs it up hangs it back up so this kind of of course flips little 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 susan out she's like shit something's wrong yeah she probably just wanted to stay at the party and do a little bit more coke and drink some more i'm you gonna know, be another two lights. hours yeah, yeah we'll give you another 20 bucks. 40 bucks right right so um George now decides to pursue CJ, yeah. who's run into his mother's room, Susan's room, uh, where he finds a gun. Yeah, George locks starts, the door. Yeah, so George starts to take his pickaxe to the door, trying to get in. Yeah, little CJ is not having it, so he takes his gun and fires it four times. This is a drawn out scene, Andy. He shoots him five times. Okay, because I mean, I, I, I counted. I, okay, five. Yeah, so, and it's still kind of one of those you know tropes. Yeah. I'm still alive. Five still fucking alive. Well, he takes the first one in the hand as okay, he then pokes four his in hand, the and then four more right in his torso. You're right. Did he kill? Did he kill George? Who knows? George collapses in the hallway, and CJ grabs his sisters and a couple blankets, and they're like, "Let's go. Let's run downstairs and outside." Um, takes another. And George falls. George follows him. Down, follows him down the stairs. Takes an another shot. Six. So it's now a the revolver. Gun's yeah. Gun is empty. Gun is empty. Right. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck." He's still alive, uh, and CJ and the girls are outside screaming, you know, where's Kathy? And they're screaming for help. CJ goes back in the house, and the girls are like, no, don't go back in there. And he's like, it's okay, I got, I got the gun. gun. But it's empty. Uh, and CJ can't find him. George is nowhere to be found. He goes up the stairs. I swear at this moment I hear, kill, kill, kill. You I did? I swear I listened to it twice. Kill, kill, kill. I, got, I was like, and, so yeah. go ahead. Sorry. As George is coming up the stairs, he's flashing back to himself as a child in his nightmare slash memory going up the stairs. And uh, CJ uh, sees him and tries to shoot. Click, click, click. It's empty. CJ runs into another room of the house where there's a, I guess, a rifle on the wall that's loaded. <laughs> and he it's, picks Florida. It. it's Florida. It's <laughs> Florida. 
and he picks it down off the wall. And as George is going, CJ, he blows his ass away. But he's also not only saying CJ, and he's like, you don't understand. Right. You don't understand. I am your father. Nah, he might as well have said that. Yeah. I am your father. Uh, CJ blows CJ. his ass away. Blows his ass away. Um, and he's not, I don't feel like he's actually trying to kill him this whole time. Yeah, he killed his little homie Tony, but I think he's just trying to talk to him. But, we'll never know. But this, Andy, is the where the audience gets the full, like I wrote the same thing, full story full of little George scene. and what happened. Totally. As George, the adult, falls down the stairs dead, we flash back to this nightmare that he's been having the whole movie. And it's really just young George in his white collared shirt and bow tie uh, coming home from school, I guess. Let's assume school and getting to the house, going upstairs to the house. And dad, I'm home. Are you home? He hears something and he goes up the stairs slowly. Dad. And that's when we, um, which we've already seen a couple of times, he peeks, uh, creaks the door open and his dad is tied to the bed with this sex worker straddling him, slapping him in the face and slapping him in the face to the point where he is bleeding, uh, like out the corner of his mouth, right? Yeah, yeah. She's hitting him hard. This guy likes it. He loves it. And young, you know, young George uh, just slowly backs out of the room, goes all the way down. You can fast forward this. Yes. He goes all the way outside, down the stairs, all the way into a shed and grabs an axe and goes all the way back upstairs. <laughs> and as the uh, sex worker is... Uh, uh, what gently tickling yeah. uh, George's dad's torso. She bends down and we see young George behind her taking a, he's winding up. And as she bends back up, he swings and chops off her head or he slashes her in the throat first. And his dad goes, no, George. And she grabs and there's blood. And then he hacks her, her head completely off. It's so cool, Nick, because her hands like reach up yeah. and touch the stump, which is impossible. <laughs> but it's still, they reach up and touch the stone. It's blood fountaining out of this torso. He hacks this chick again and again as she falls over, and there's blood splattering around the room, hitting the lampshades, the fucking wall. Everywhere. Meanwhile, Georgie's dad is tied to the bed, and he's screaming, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> and George, and the, uh, I don't know, we call it a twofer, because then George takes the axe and hits his dad. A twofer is when you kill people at the same Two, time. Like, yeah, he, but he didn't really do that. Like, he hits him right in the in the yeah. forehead. I mean, I, I, both of those are really my dick kill shot of the week. Dick kill, dick kill. <laughs> shot of the week. Dick shot, kill of the dick week. Dick shot, kill of the week. Oh, there Just was such because a bloody scene. But, so much blood. But I still wouldn't count that as a twofer, though. No, it's not two for one. You're right. But I guess the the sex worker then is my official yes, that's dick what kill you told shot. Me. Yeah, I, I mean, George's dad getting killed is not mine but the whole scene like it's one and then two and i mean it's just i picked it because of how much blood there was on this kid's face his white shirt and bow tie covered in blood and he's standing there with this grim firm look on his face and george young george goes and sits down on a chair and licks his fingers i love that and it's covered in blood oh. that is that is the full story told. We get throughout the whole movie, we're just getting bits and pieces of this. So we, this full story. Yeah, well, so we saw we the whole the scene. Story. It's great. So now it's morning. Big payoff yeah. to the movie. It was, because now it even gets even better, because now it's morning. I guess this all happened through the night. So uh, Susan finally makes it home. Yeah. Um, they discover all the dead bodies of. Uh, there's of Kathy. ambulances there. Yeah, there's Kathy and Joey, Joey, the boyfriend, the jock boyfriend, Joey, and of course, George. And when they take the mask off George, Susan screams, That's, That's my, my husband! husband. What? So it's supposed Sorry. to be a surprise. Yeah. 
George Tatum was coming back to stalk his own family. Okay, but I don't... When did he fuck... So, sorry. When did he have time to father two kids? Okay, right. not three, but at least two, three or two, whatever. He, CJ's his dad. Uh, when, when did he have time to do this? If he mutilated a family when he was a young boy... and, and he, The timeline and, of George's life. He killed his father and the sex worker. Then we assume... He went to juvenile. He went to juvie or maybe something. Maybe a psych ward. Uh, then he got out. At some point he got out. Was fine. And he, and he must have been fine, and he had a family. And yeah, and, and then I guess a, the, at, a, at a nice house, a and job. They, and they said is the day after Sorry, CJ I'm, was born, he left, and that's why? what Susan already talked and about. Then, that. And then he went to New York and killed a family in Brooklyn. There was some exposition Mary, about he mutilated a family in Brooklyn and went to the hospital. Boo. And and he's had these schizophrenic memory amnesia nope. dreams about well, him as a kid. I don't buy it. I don't like it. It's a weak backstory. It I is. mean, it's a lot of Swiss cheese, a lot of holes. But anyway, it was kind of fun to find out that that's her husband, um, yeah. CJ. Uh, He's in the know, cop car. Yeah, he, he killed his dad, and he's sitting in the back of the cop car probably to go tell his side of the story and, you know, tell the cops what happened. And, um, you know, I guess he's having some schizophrenic episodes like his as father. The, as the camera zooms in on CJ, they flash to the young George with the blood and the stern look on his face back to CJ he eventually smiles and winks like CJ, breaks no, the CJ fourth does. wall like he, yeah, he breaks CJ a, breaks the fourth wall no is he talking is he smiling winking at us or is he smiling winking at what he sees as his father uh, maybe but he smiles and winks and they roll the credits yeah it's, uh, he's gonna be crazy and nuts too like I don't know roll credits what the fuck I guess my big question before we go into our break um, on a scale of um, three kitty logins to eight kitty logins what would you give this movie three to eight uh, I give it six you know, I deduct two because of the, the holes story. in the plot. But even, I don't know how to give it eight, so I'm going to give it five Kenny Loggins. Okay, let's pause. We'll talk about next week and uh, Kill Count. This one ran a little long. Oh. Sorry about it. Yeah, we're back. Oh, we're back. Yeah, yeah and hey, you know, sometimes we get excited. <laughs> Andy and I do. Yeah. Well, we went on a couple tangents this week, too. You know, the true fans will stick with us. It's fine. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I think we really just need to go ahead and jump into... The Kill Count? Sandy's Kill Count. All right, well... We had, uh, I'm not counting the nightmare at the beginning of the movie because we ended up getting it at the end. Yeah, no. So, first kill, Barbara. There you go. That's Nick's dick kill shot of the week. Dick of the week! Then Candy the jogger, uh, dead, strapped to a chair with rats all over her. Then uh, poor little Tony, CJ's little buddy, Tony, um, was sadly killed somehow. And then uh, Sadly, whatever. All right, yeah, kid death's awesome. And then uh, Joey, the boyfriend. Right after some sex and a joint, he was strangled with barbed wire. Uh, and then Kathy, the babysitter, was also killed in front of CJ. And then we had, um, I guess, George himself was shot several times, six times with the revolver and then once with the, with the uh, rifle. He eventually died. And then we had the flashback. Tupac. As he was dying, we had the flashback where the sex worker uh, on top of George's dad, and that's my dick shot kill of the week. Then George's dad himself was also killed, uh, and that's eight. That's all of them. Sounds good. Yeah, eight deaths. Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, definitely uh, fans of the genre, 80 slashers. You heard us. Uh, five kitty logins from Nick, six kitty logins from... Um, Andy, yeah, on a I scale deducted. of three Kenny Loggins to eight Kenny Loggins. Right, because of the just the the gaps in time between when George was yeah, a boy dude, and, the and having a whole family, a wife and three children. You know, whether it was two or three, doesn't matter. The fact that he was able to have kids and then somehow went Back off into the psych yeah. ward. I don't, I didn't get that part. So. Yeah. 
in any case that Again, was the worst backstory ever and the reason why it's still our worst movie here at slash you if you're a true fan you know that is fun with Fun with Sam. Terrible. um what do we do next week andy next week uh we are gonna watch one i'm not gonna call it extra credit it is from 1992. No, that's not extra. 1992. We can dive out a little bit, like with Intruder yeah. was 1989. I mean, right. Could, you know. So it's a little outside 1988. Oh, 1992. This one's called Auntie Lee's Meat Pies or Auntie Lee's. Auntie, I meat like Auntie. Pie, if you like Auntie. Auntie Lee's Meat Pies. A devil-worshipping woman sends out her four beautiful nieces to lure men back to her place so they can be killed, ground up, and sold as meat pies. So, I love it. Cannibalism, cannibalism is always fun. Uh, we should here, do here a whole, you. like, we should do, like, a slash you, like, extra episode on cannibalism in these movies. You know, we could talk about actual cannibalism, what it does to the body. Like, we could probably fill 45 minutes. You know they minutes. say the favorite part of the human body is this part right here. That's Between not... your thumb and your forefinger? Yes. The way you make the loser L. Yeah. The way the L connects with the lower, yeah. That tastes the best or what? That's what I swear ever since I was a kid, that's what uh, I've heard. Well, we could probably fill I read 45 it on a meme minutes. on... Uh, <laughs> yeah, saw a meme on the Instagrams <laughs> yeah. about cannibals, so... Um, this is exciting. Um, yeah, so we'll record that next week, and uh, that'll post on Monday, April 4th. Um, this episode is Monday the 20th. Good, dedicated to Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Happy Monday, everybody. Rest in power. Um, Shout outs, Nick. Shout outs. I uh, want to give our homies over there at Fans of the Dead, F A N S, Fans of the Dead. Great homies. Uh, they've got their um, Monster Squad episode coming out this week. Whoops. So Sorry. I think that would be. <laughs> I hit the button accident. accident. Sorry. So um, Monster Squad episode. Yeah, yeah. Definitely stay up with our, our friends at Fans of the Dead. Uh, our great homie over in Sweden. Oh. Yeah, uh, Swedish horror nerd. Uh, check them out. Uh, check him out on uh, Instagram. Swedish horror nerd. He's got his Barney Berman uh, episode coming out. Barney Berman uh, was a Oscar-winning makeup artist that worked on Bird Box, uh, The Ring, and Grimm. Wow. Uh, he was. Uh, he's worked like with all kinds of celebrities like uh, Tom Cruise, Gordon Ramsay, and yeah. Katy Perry. Like and uh, from Bird horror, Box, what's her nuts? Uh, uh, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. <laughs> So sweet, sweet, Swedish horror nerd, definitely uh, shout out. Uh, I think that cool. Barney Berman episode will be rad. And then uh, Gag Me With a Knife. Love mm. that name, Gag Me With a Knife. Mm -hmm. uh, check them out on Instagram. Um, they release episodes like us, not on not on Mondays. They release theirs every Wednesday. Of course. So Gag Me With a Knife. Please go check them out. Uh, horror community, support horror community. Tell your friends about Slash You, Slash You yeah. underscore podcast on Instagram, Slash You podcast.com on the World Wide Web. Yeah, rate. Um, leave us five stars. I will check the, the rate reviews periodically and could give you a shout out if you leave us a five star review. So In fact, for that. next person, give us a five star review. Um, and leaves, a, leaves their real name in the comments. I will send you. <laughs> Mm -hmm. A free slash U t-shirt. Ooh, yeah. Well, it's been a little bit of a long one, but hey, what are you going to do? We uh, get off on our tangents. And we do. We love you guys. So thanks for listening. And until next time, everyone, class dismissed. Take it easy, everybody.